Welcome to Understand Murdoch, a podcast from The Post and Courier, South Carolina's largest newspaper. Our award-winning reporters have spent more than a year digging into the Murdoch saga to bring you the latest news and in-depth analysis as we cover the story of drugs, deceit, and death in South Carolina's rural low country. And now we're here to provide quick daily updates on Alec Murdoch's highly anticipated double murder trial in Colleton County. This is Jocelyn Greshik, and I'm one of the reporters here in Walterboro, South Carolina, who's covering the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch. Today was the second day of prosecutors bringing their case against Alec with witness testimony, and we heard from three women, all of whom were law enforcement officers. And the day was sort of broken up into two parts. So we heard in the morning from Detective Laura Rutland with the Colleton County Sheriff's Office, and she helped conduct the first official interview with Alec the night of the murders. And that entire interview was played for the jury. And so in the interview, Detective Rutland stressed a couple of things during her questioning, most notably that Alec's appearance was totally clean when she saw him. So there was no blood on his hands, arms, shirt, his shorts, or his shoes, according to her. And she also didn't see any bloody knee or shoe prints near Maggie and Paul's bodies, despite Alec telling her and other officers he'd tried checking for their pulses. And there was a lot of blood around both of their bodies when they were killed. So officers presumed that if someone had, you know, bent down next to them to try to check them, there would have been prints. Alec also mentioned in the interview that he tried turning Paul over and he kind of said this two different times. So the first time he said it was at the beginning of the interview and he said he tried turning Paul over and Paul's cell phone fell out of his pocket. And he repeated this again at the end of the interview, but this time he told the detective he actually wasn't able to turn over his son. And veteran homicide prosecutor John Metters immediately latched on to this discrepancy as proof Alex must have cleaned himself up at some point before law enforcement officers got to the scene. Because again, officials thought is that had Alec knelt down beside his son, to either check his pulse or try turning him over, the idea would be that he would have gotten some type of blood on himself or there would be prints near the body and investigators said that they didn't see any. However, defense attorney Jim Griffin suggested Alec's appearance that night meant he just couldn't have brutally murdered his wife and son as he would have been covered head to toe in blood and brain matter. Detective Rutland and SLED Special Agent Dave Owen, who was also a part of the interview, asked Alec during the interview about any possible suspects. Alec again mentioned the 2019 fatal boat crash, which he brought up to both 911 dispatchers and first responders at the scene. And this is the boat crash that killed Mallory Beach and his son Paul had been criminally charged in it and accused of being the driver. And Alec said again that some people had been threatening Paul and even beating him up over his role in the crash, although Alec admitted he hadn't seen any of these threats for himself, just he'd heard about them. 
The detectives also asked Alec about his relationships with both Maggie and Paul, and Alec said he had wonderful relationships with both of them and that the mother and her son also had no issues with one another. One other key detail that began to emerge in this taped interview is Alec's initial claims about his whereabouts that night. So he said he was at his house all day, and then he took a half-hour nap before driving around 9 p.m. to see his mother, who has late-stage Alzheimer's. So he told detectives that he went over to her house just to visit with her because his father had gone to the hospital earlier that day, and her his mother gets anxious when she's alone. And we already know from pretrial filings that prosecutors will seek to zero in on this moment as proof Alec lied about his alibi, though this wasn't explored in today's testimony. It was just sort of laying the groundwork. And for their part, Alec's defense attorneys sought to show how cooperative Alec and his family were with the entire investigation. So they brought up that Alec gave officers consent to search Moselle the night of the killings, which is the Murdoch's hunting property. And he submitted to a gunshot residue test as well as questioning. And then he later allowed investigators to download a copy of his cell phone. Alec seemed to answer the investigators' questions relatively easily, though he definitely broke down when he talked about seeing Paul's brain when he discovered their bodies. And he rocked back and forth in the car, which is a motion we've often seen him repeat in the courtroom anytime he seems to get emotional. And in the second half of the day, we heard from Melinda Worley, who's a sled crime scene technician, and she responded to Moselle the night of the killings and several more times throughout the course of the investigation. Her testimony was pretty dull, but it helped prosecutors lay the foundation for evidence that was found at the scene. Agent Worley is an expert in footwear and tire examination, and she testified that bloody footprints found inside the feed room where Paul was shot actually belonged to him. Agent Worley also swabbed the Chevrolet Suburban car that Alec drove to the scene in 10 different places, and all of them tested presumptive positive for blood. And she also swabbed the 12-gauge shotgun on its side and in its muzzle after she found what could have been blood on the side of the gun. The agent also processed the t-shirt and shorts that Alec was wearing the night of the murders with the presumptive test for blood. And this is a process that involves spraying the clothing with a mixture called LCV, and it will turn purple if it reacts to blood, bleach, or rust. And she said that several areas on Alec's shirt and shorts showed those purple stains, meaning that it tested presumptive positive for blood, bleach, or rust. But it's important to note that this was only an initial field test and his clothing was packaged up and sent to SLED's lab for more in-depth testing. So we're expecting to hear more about those results later. Prosecutors finished questioning Agent Worley around 4.30 this afternoon and defense attorneys asked to wait to start their cross-examination until Monday morning. So we're expected to get started with that when we return from the weekend break. That's all we have for now. For more in-depth coverage of this trial, as well as the latest news on the Murdoch story at large, stay tuned to postandcourier.com slash Murdoch. You can find us on Twitter at Post and Courier. We would love if you could send questions, feedback, and tips to our Murdoch email address. That's Murdoch at postandcourier.com. And please also take a minute to leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. 
We'll see you next time.